सहस्रशा मंदोदार्यशम तरुदंत्या उपाद्रवन Thereafter all the women whose husbands had fallen in the battle headed by Mandodari the wife of Ravana came out of Lanka continuously crying they approached the dead bodies of Ravana and the other rakshasas Swan swan bandun varishvasya lakshmaneshu bir arditam rurudusu swaram dina striking their breasts in affliction because their husbands had been killed by the arrows of lakshman the women embraced their respective husbands and cried piteously in voices appealing to everyone ha hatasma vayam nata लोको लोकरावन रावना खाम्यायाचरणम लंका वादिहीना पराजिता ओ माय लॉर्ड ओ मास्टर यू एपिटमाइज ट्रबल फॉर अदर्स एंड देयरफॉर यू आर कॉल्ड रावना बट नाउ यू हैव बीन डिफीटेड वी आल्सो आर डिफीटेड for without you the state of lanka has been conquered by the enemy to whom will it go for shelter report by shila prabhupada ravana's wife mandodari and the other wives knew very well how cruel a person ravana was the very word ravana means one who causes crying for others ravana continuously caused trouble for others but when his sinful activities culminated in giving trouble to sita devi he was killed by lord ramchandra naveveda mahabhaga bhavan kamavasham gata ंगता having been killed by lord ram chandra report by shiva prabhupada not only was mother sita powerful but any woman who follows in the footsteps of mother sita can also become similarly powerful there are many instances of this in the history of vedic literature Whenever we find a description of ideal chaste women Mother Sita is among them Mandodari the wife of Ravana was also very chaste Similarly Draupadi was one of five exalted chaste women As a man must follow great personalities like Lord Brahma and Narada 
A woman must follow the path of such ideal women as Sita, Mandodari, and Draupadi. By staying chaste and faithful to her husband, a woman enriches herself with supernatural power. It is a moral principle that one should not be influenced by lusty desires for another's wife. Matrivet paradare shu. An intelligent person must look upon another's wife as being like his mother. This is a moral injunction from Chanakya Sloka. Matrivat paradare shu para dravyesha lokshravat. One who considers another's wife as his mother, another's possessions as a lump of dirt, and treats all living beings as he would himself, is considered to be learned. Thus Ravana, was condemned not only by Lord Ramachandra but even by his own wife Mandodari. Because she was a chaste woman, she knew the power of another chaste woman, especially such a wife as Mother Sita Devi. Timidandasya Gananjana Chalakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmoy Sri Guru Dainama O greatly fortunate one, you came under the influence of lusty desires and therefore you could not understand the influence of Mother Sita. Now, because of her curse, you have been reduced to this state having been killed by Lord Ramachandra. <clears throat> Mandodari has a very special place in the great history of the Vedas. She is considered one of the very great examples of chastity for all women to follow. Here we find that the great Acharyas are putting her in the same category as such celebrated goddesses and chaste women as Sita Devi and Draupadi. Similarly, Gandhari and Savitri they all have their unique places. These five women that Srila Prabhupada mentioned Sita Devi, who is the wife of Lord Ramchandra.
the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the cause of all causes and all that is. She was the very Goddess of Fortune. And despite being kidnapped, persecuted, and tortured by Ravana, she never gave up the path of Dharma. Loyalty to one's master is the most pleasing quality that a person can possess. Sita Devi exhibited the super excellent quality of complete loyalty. For a woman, chastity means loyalty. Chastity means I will not give up the service, the exclusive service of my master, my husband, under any circumstance, come hell or high water, come temptation, or any other of the proposals of this illusory energy, I will always remain in life or death, the obedient, loyal servant of my master. I remember one time when I was <clears throat> under the instruction of Srila Prabhupada and Srila Bhaktipada. <clears throat> I was working to help them to begin various preaching centers in various places of America. And a very, very difficult circumstance came about involving certain members amongst our devotees. I will not go into details at this time. But it was a question of having to tell one of two devotees that they must leave. One performed an act that was immoral. So I, I decided that he must go. One is a little fallen, sincere but a little fallen. The other is very staunch. But the one that's very fallen, that a little fallen, is very loyal to you and to me. And the other is not. He said, in the eyes of God, and he said, and in my opinion, it's far more valuable to have a person who is loyal than a person who is moral. Because that person who is loyal will very quickly become transcendentally beyond morality. 
but that person who is not, you will never be able to trust. And without trust, we can never truly empower him. And then he went on to explain the quality that is most dear to Krishna and the most quality most dear to the Guru it is, a disciple, is the quality of loyalty. Loyalty means under any circumstance, I'll never give up the service of my master. When the spiritual master has this confidence in you, then naturally he can deliver Krishna's fullest blessings into your life. And <clears throat> In the example of Sita Devi, we find she was offered a kingdom made of solid gold, Sri Lanka, with millions and millions of servants. And she was threatened simultaneously that if you do not accept this, you will be tortured you'll be harassed and ultimately I will cut you to pieces and I will devour you with my own sharpened teeth. This was her choice. Either enjoy the most beautiful, opulent and wonderful kingdom in the entire creation besides that of Lord Brahma or suffer, be tortured, and die a horrible death of being eaten alive. What would you choose? She chose, torture me, harass me, eat me, I don't mind, but Ram is my master and I will never betray him. This is the quality of chastity. In the pastimes of Nugurndavan, we find in the lives of such devotees of Srila Bhaktipada, There are some devotees who were there who were given special kindness, special love, special mercy by His Divine Grace. But when the Ravanas of certain corrupted and demoniac leaders of society wanted to destroy community. 
they did to these devotees exactly what Ravana did to Sita. That if you do not help us in our mission to gain more power, more prestige, and more wealth, which ultimately is all they want, if you do not betray your master, we will torture you, we will harass you, and ultimately we will take away everything you own. Such person became the loyal, obedient servants of the demons out of fear. They abandoned their chastity and their loyalty to a great soul. And therefore such persons today, although they are free, they are miserable. They are imprisoned within the minds, within their own minds, by fear and guilt. Where at one time they were so surcharged and enlivened for Krishna consciousness, now their conception of Krishna consciousness is so unfortunately materialistic and their minds are simply groping to make a better material situation in their life. They have lost the mercy of Krishna. Their faces are gloomy. They have no enthusiasm for devotional service. They're guilty and miserable. Whereas, on the other hand, there were other devotees who were considered quite insignificant as far as spiritual advancement is concerned. And the Ravanas of the demonic forces of this world captured them in the same way and offered the same, the same as they offered Sita. We will give you freedom and great hope in this world if you surrender to us and betray your master. Otherwise, we will torture you, we will harass you, and ultimately we will devour you. by giving you imprisonment and the sentence of death. But like Sita Devi, these great devotees remained loyal and true and would not betray their master. And although such personalities 
you have read the beautiful writings of Tirtha Swami Maharaj. He was a very, very less than ordinary grihasta before he met this great challenge in his life. But now, despite being in the most violent, filthy, and inhuman of all the prisons of America, where there is regularly murders, beatings, rape, drugs, rats, filth, all around in all directions, plus great harassment, He has become supremely peaceful. Inner fulfillment. He's seen Krishna everywhere. He's seen Krishna in everything. And his realizations are so profound that they are a great source of inspiration. Even for great sannyasis. And what he is speaking through his writings and through his example is surcharging people's hearts with a sublime understanding of Krishna consciousness even tens and thousands of miles away. This is the great gift that is given by Guru and Krishna to one who remains a chaste and loyal servant under all circumstances. And there is no greater way of pleasing our spiritual master than accepting these qualities. After Sita Devi was for almost one full year in the prison of Ravana, with the help of Hanuman and Sugriva and Lakshman, Ramchandra again gained the hand of his wife. <clears throat> During that year, who can imagine what people were thinking and saying about this whole ordeal? But after that year, her testing was not complete. Ravana wanted to show the fullness of the faithfulness of Sita because he rejected her. 
after all she had done to him, I mean for him, after all she underwent just for his pleasure to be loyal to him, when she was finally brought back to him, at the holy place of Rameshwaram, Ram said to Lakshman, you can do what you want with her, but I cannot accept her back because she has been with another man. He insulted her and rejected her. Now, do you think Sita, as a chaste and loyal wife, do you think she would change her great devotion? An ordinary person would think, my God, I've gone through all this for you and this is all you have to say to me? After a year in separation, after all I went, all the tests and tortures, just for you, I could be enjoying the kingdom of Lanka forever. I gave it all up. Only to be harassed like no one has ever seen. And after all this, I finally come back and you insult me. And you say I'm unchaste. And you say I'm not worthy of you now. An ordinary woman an ordinary disciple would say to such a person, forget you. It was a great test. The Lord continuously tests his devotees. He didn't give her any glorification. Usually when we do something wonderful for our master, we expect to be glorified. She did something so wonderful and all she got was insult by her master and rejection. This was really the test of her chastity, that she even accepted that gratefully. She said, my Lord, my life is for you and you alone. And she said, and now, Lakshman, get wood and make a fire. And I will enter that fire. And my vow, if there was ever even a trace of disloyalty or unchastity in my heart for even a moment during this one year, that let me be burned to ashes by this fire. That is what I deserve. And if I was truly chaste and truly faithful to the Lord of my heart, then let this fire prove my chastity. So she willingly entered into the fire. And she shone. The fire only caused her to, to glow with an effulgence like molten gold. And Agni Dave, the fire god himself, came out after his flames engulfed her for a long time and said, My dear Lord, 
I am the fire god himself, and I have personally tested her with fire, and she has been perfectly chaste and faithful to you under all circumstances. And it was then that Ram accepted her back and gave her a place beside him on the throne of Ayodhya. But do not think that's all. Because you know, there's some years later, Ram would have spies throughout the kingdom. But they were not like the spies that we find in our, among, sent by our politicians today. Most spies are very expert at finding what your enemy is doing wrong so that you can defeat him either by exposing his hypocrisy or by destroying him with your armies. Huh? Just like in this government here recently there was a big scandal because there were some spies watching over a big politician to see whether he is doing anything immoral or anything uh, illegal. Ram had his spies, but his spies were to find out what everyone was saying about Ram so that Ram could correct himself and be a better servant of all the people. He had his spies out only so that he could improve his own service to his subjects. So one, I think he was a washerman. In an angry argument with his wife, he said, Ah, you have gone, seen another man, and you expect me to receive you back? You think I'm such a fool like Ram Chandra that I'm going to receive back an unchaste woman who's been with another? When this news came to Ram, he was thinking, ah, oh, my citizens are thinking like this. If they do not have complete trust and faith in my position, then I will not be able to serve them properly. So he told Lakshman that I cannot live with Sita Devi anymore because people are doubting. Therefore, for a long time she has told me that she was very anxious to see the beauty of the ashram of Valmiki Muni. Please take her there and then leave her there. So what Lakshman had done, poor Lakshman, he was the greatest lover and devotee of Sita Devi. His greatest ambition in life was simply to see Sita, the goddess of fortune, engaged sincerely in the loving service of the lotus feet of Ram. 
So just as he had to cut the wood and lay those pieces of wood to create a funeral pyre, to put her in fire, similarly he had to hitch the horses and connect the chariot. And asking her to get on this chariot, in his eyes, was more difficult and painful to his heart than putting her on a funeral pyre. He said, Sita Devi, Ram has told me that you are very much anxious to see the ashram of Valmiki Muni. Come, let us go to see. Sita was very happy. Yes, yes, let us go. Let us go into the forest. Let us go to have the darshan of this great sage. And she boarded the chariot. And as they were driving through the forest, Sita saw how Lakshman's limbs were trembling. And although as hard as he possibly could, he was trying to restrain his emotions. He could not check his tears. They began to flow from his eyes. And this was the most painful thing in his life, banishing the very goddess of devotion. He said, Lakshman, what is wrong? We are going to see a great sage. We are taking a ride through a beautiful forest. But Lakshman could not stop crying. His heart was bereaved. Why is Ram making me do like this? What has this Sita done wrong? She has never even thought a sinful thought in her life. She's the embodiment of chastity, faithfulness. She's an ocean of all good qualities. She's the epitome of the perfection of everything, spiritual, material, everything. What has she done wrong that she deserves to be banished to the forest for the rest of her life? This way he was weeping. And Sita Devi understood in her heart. And she inquired from Lakshman, what is, what is it that is causing you such grief? Obviously, this is not just an ordinary visit to the hermitage of Valmiki Muni. What is the real purpose behind your taking me here? And with a voice choked with emotion, somehow or other, Lakshman explained to Sita Devi, exactly what was taking place that you will never see your Ram again in this life. And of course, this, is like an in, this was like an invincible thunderbolt 
crashing upon the tender and loving heart of Goddess Sita. But with tears of love in her eyes, with the ecstasy in the form of the pain of imminent separation, she spoke that Ramchandra is the Lord of my life and my only object of love. And if this is where he wants me, if this is how I could best serve him, then let it be so. I will never give up his lotus feet in the core of my heart. And she spent the rest of her days in the sweetness of this mood of divine separation, remaining perfectly chaste, perfectly faithful, perfectly loyal to her master. And thus exhibiting to the whole world the most precious of all spiritual qualities. we must strive to follow in the footsteps of such great personalities and learn what it means to be a chaste and faithful disciple of our Master. And of course, also learn to be faithful to one another. In the world of Vaishnavas, <clears throat> every devotee is a representative of our spiritual master. Every devotee who is striving to follow his instructions. And one who is only faithful to Guru, but it is not aspiring to also have that sense of faithfulness to the property of the Guru, to those persons who are sincerely following the Guru, they have not understood. Our preaching will have real power and greatness, Srila Prabhupada said, according to how we develop the principle of love and trust. And this love and trust must begin with Guru and Krishna and the Holy Name. We must have faith that Krishna is non-different than His Name. We must have faith that the spiritual master Krishna is manifesting Himself through Him. Therefore, the Guru is non-different than Krishna. And we must also have the confidence that my Guru is manifesting through all my God-brothers and God-sisters. Therefore, being faithful and trusting toward them 
is the expression of my love for Guru and Krishna. And when we can learn to be the servant of the servant with such a chaste heart, then we can trust one another, have faith in one another. We could reveal our minds in confidence with one another and hear another's mind in confidence with one another. Rupa Goswami explains that these are two of the six symptoms of love amongst Vaishnavas. To give gift and receive gift. To give prasad and to receive prasad. To reveal one's mind and to hear another's heart. This is a world of suspicion. Why? Because it is an age of quarrel and hypocrisy. We have to counteract these effects, strive to counteract them by developing this type of Vaishnav relationships, love and trust, which is based on faithfulness, loyalty and chastity. Chastity to our vows of obedience, to our guru, to Krishna, to the devotees. Hari Guru Vaishnava Bhagavad Gita. Narutam Das Thakur explained that these are the four Hari Guru Vaishnava Bhagavad Gita. We must be true to the scripture, the Gita. We must be true to Hari, who is non different than his name, and to the Archamurti in the temple, Krishna, who is also the Lord of our heart. We must be true to our Guru. who is the preceptor, revealing truth into our life. And we must also be true to the Vaishnavas, who are friends and our partners and our associates on the spiritual path. We walk together. Let us walk together, hand in hand, heart to heart, in the loving service of the Holy Name. Is there any questions? Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.